What is up, everybody? Today we're talking about Pharrell telling Trump to stop playing happy and more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. What's up, everybody? Welcome to BHL's The Trend. I'm your host, Dario Kristen. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? And our very special guest, you're watching this music video right now. Raheem Devon is in the house. What's Give up, us that sultry soul up in the house. Sultry soul R&B love, bringing it back. I'm feeling that track, man. Thank you, bro. Don't come easy. Yeah. Don't come easy. Yeah, man. And what's the meaning behind Don't Come Easy? I mean, you know, it's um, it's one of those bring people together. Records, you know, it's a it's a reminder to those, you know, dealing with matters of the heart to fight for the things that matter most to you, you know, um, the things that we do to get that to get that person. We got to do to keep them. You know, you got to put in that. You got to put in that work. Put in that work. Put in that work. In and in and out of the bedroom. Hey, I hear that. I hear that. He's like, you got to cover all the, the ground. Praise the Lord, y'all. <laughs> you all right over there, Courtney? Yeah, it's like and, you got a little shiny on the down, side, court. And I'm down with the B2 movement, Courtney. So have, have no fear. Have no fear. Have no fear, Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> I ain't never seen Courtney so giggly at the top of the show. <laughs> y'all hilarious. <laughs> I'm recovering. I'm recovering. Yeah, I'm right. Uh-huh. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, well, we're glad to have you in the house, brother. Thank I mean, you, I've been man. following your music for a while and uh, always impressed with your sound so I was I was happy when we found out that we were able to book you today solid, for the show. solid man and I'm feeling those glasses too oh thank you man Get courtesy of Kazal shout out to Kazal shout out I'm gonna have to send me some of those yeah, I gotta send me some more y'all gotta send me some more gear man shout out to send me some more pieces please my friend right. I feel that well we're gonna talk to you about your music and a lot more stuff uh, towards the end of the show okay but we're gonna get into some hot topics of the week let's do it yeah, some I'm hot topics hot topics so the first one is a hot topic about a hot lady who is doing big things in Hollywood Miss Keisha Sharp you guys has purchased the rights to uh, John Williams uh, biography of Earth Kit and so she has partnered, she's going to partner with her husband and produce and star in the biopic for Eartha Kitt coming soon to a theater new you. I feel like that's a good match. You know, Keisha is a BHO uh, fan and yeah, she's been on our well, show several times. You should check out our yeah. interview we did with her. She always brings it in and, and I'm, I'm proud of her. You know, she's been working and killing it. So. Yeah, and she's been working a lot, like kind of on the low for a yeah. long time. Yes, she's yes. been around and in the business for 20 years or so. Yeah. And so it was kind of cool that like, and this is a story that has not really been told. Right, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the Eartha Kip. Yeah, yeah. and it's, um, they, she was saying one of the quotes uh, that Keisha actually said when she was interviewed about getting the rights to the book is she said, quote, people don't mention her name in the same conversation with the icons of Hollywood, mm. but she belongs there. The biggest star at the time, Orson Welles, called Eartha Kitt the most exciting woman in the world, and it was for a good reason. So there's a lot of layers to Eartha Kitt's story that we don't all really know about yeah. that she wants to be able to bring to screen. So I'm thinking people are going to be like, whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, and Keisha's right, because you know, we when, you, when we think about the icons, 
uh, I mean, the black community, I think we've talked about Eartha Kitt, obviously, a no. lot. But I think that the mainstream community, I, you don't hear her name as much when you think of, you know, they talk about Dorothy Dandridge, you've heard her, yeah. you know, and, and those type of icons. But you, you don't really hear about Eartha Kitt. For our culture, it's so important that we protect the integrity and protect the narrative. Mm-hmm. There you go. Of, of our existence. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I agree, especially right now. Yeah, so what, what, what better hands um, than them to put, you know, put this project in? You know? Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. I cannot wait because I love Eartha Kitt. All right, guys. So speaking of protecting ourselves and our lives and the world, shout out to Oprah, y'all, because she got me out of the bed this morning because she was preaching on TV. She was. She has made her way to Georgia, my home state. And she is stomping the ground for Stacey Abrams, who is running for governor. She would be the first black woman governor in the country ever. Which is crazy. Which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. 2018. We haven't had a woman, a black woman governor anywhere. So um, it's a really tight race. I don't know how much y'all know about what's going on down there, but it's some real retro voter rights being like just cut up, thrown out the dough, mm. trashed, put down the toilet like it's 1945. Um, they are... Well, the guy that she is running against, whose name I won't say because I don't like him. Um, has yeah, we don't endorse <laughs> people that endorse that. We don't endorse people that don't have exactly. they won't be winning anyway. We, we're not going to mention your name. And needless to say, he is a, 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 a white man who has thought it okay as the Secretary of State in Georgia to basically he's purged voter um, registries saying he's done it legally, but he's been sued previously because he wasn't doing it legally. And there have been strange things happening like elderly black people on a bus coming from their like community center to go vote and somehow they weren't allowed to vote because their information mm. wasn't there and their mm. bus- buses being turned around like stuff that you're just like Shady. it's 2018 yeah. this is not happening for real but it is happening for real so Oprah has been watching what's going on she called up Stacey Abrams and was like hey girl I'm gonna come help you out and Stacey was like girl what I got to pull my car over and <laughs> she <laughs> pulled the car do over it? As you should <laughs> calls you directly and so she pulled the car over she was like okay girl you come on down and she was doing a um an event and in marietta today actually and oprah uh gave a introduction for miss stacy abrams and oprah really gave it to the audience she reminded us why it's important to vote people she yeah. mm-hmm. told the story of uh, mr moss who was a uh, vote trying to vote and he back in the day he walked eight miles to a polling place in Georgia. Mm. And they said, nah, bro, you're at the wrong place. You need to go to this place. He walked another eight miles to the other place. And at the other place, it was like, sorry, boo, you're supposed to be over at the elementary school over here. He walked another eight miles to that place. And they told him, sorry, boo, we're closed. And he never got to vote. And he passed away before Mm. getting the chance to vote. And uh, Oprah just reminded the audience, like, if that is a part of your ancestry, which most of us of color in this country, Mm. it is a part of our legacy or our heritage that we need to step up. And you should be ashamed of yourself for not voting if you are yeah. not voting. So all of that was to say, y'all, vote. And if y'all in Georgia, vote for Stacey Abrams. Don't vote for that other man. 
And we know what happens when Oprah endorses anybody. I mean, look at Obama. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when Oprah speaks, we all listening. So, yeah. Well, they have some conversation, though, about the celebrity effect and whether it'll be positive or negative. Because Will Ferrell was also yeah. running around Georgia, knocking on doors, telling people to vote for her, vote for Stacey. Um, and they're not sure what the whole celebrity effect will be. Will it have a counter effect? And people are like, what are you doing here? Like, you don't know what's going on in our state. Like, this is just whatever. Celebrity, the idea that celebrities shouldn't be getting involved in politics, just like they be telling athletes, like, right. like these people don't live in the same country, but whatever. So there is some concern that it might have an opposite effect than what we're hoping for, but... And don't let fear stop you from voting. I know a lot of people, that's been a conversation in the news a lot about people not going to the polls because they're afraid of things happening. We're just going to hopefully keep, yeah, the, keep don't us be all scared. in a positive space. Don't you be know? So, and if yeah. you're in California, you can vote this weekend. You can. I yeah. voted last weekend already. Yeah. So do it. Vote. 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 Get your vote on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Spotlight of the week. Well, speaking of voting-ish, uh, <laughs> all and this ish-ish, stuff. yes, all this voter stuff. So Donald Trump is in the news, and he's in Surprise. the news with Pharrell this time because apparently Pharrell was uh, a little upset and kind of feel- caught up in his feelings a little bit about Trump using Happy during a recent uh, uh, recent run of him doing a press tour mm-hmm. uh, to for campaigns, and so he was actually in Illinois and. Pharrell was really upset with him for using Happy because it was the same day that the tragedy stuck in Pittsburgh, struck in Pittsburgh with the 11 people who were killed um, over the weekend. And, you know, Pharrell did not feel that this was an appropriate song to be using, especially his, while, you know, this tragedy is going on in the world. So this is what the letter from Pharrell's lawyer read. It said, Dear Mr. Trump, we write you on behalf of our client, Pharrell Williams, a composer and performer of the hit song Happy, On the day of the mass murder of 11 human beings at the hand of a deranged nationalist, you played his song Happy to a crowd at a political event. There was nothing happy about the tragedy inflicted upon our country on Saturday, and no permission was granted for you to use this song for this purpose. Pharrell has not and will not grant you permission to publicly perform or otherwise broadcast any of his music. Boom. He said, has not and will will not. not. (laughs) And there are a a hand-select number of other celebrities who have also banned their songs from being used by Trump during his, you know, campaigning. Uh, Prince is a state (laughs) fireback because he was using Purple Rain about a couple weeks ago or so. so. The Rolling Stones, Adele, uh, um, Michael Stipe, uh, Steven Tyler, and Earth, Wind & Fire are among many that are saying, Trump, stop using our sh** during your campaign. Beep. And so, we will not be voting for you. And we will not be voting for you. Thank you. Beep. So, do, do you guys have any? Um, uh, there's some empathic people around that are saying that Trump is caught between a rock and a hard place, and mm. he can't win either way, any way that he does it. Like, because specifically in regards, like the Pittsburgh shooting and all that, and whether he should go visit, and then he's getting like, oh, I'm trying to like uplift, and that's why I played happy, and like people are downing me for that. Do you guys have any sympathy for me? I have no sympathy for him. <laughs> Finish him. I think he should just play. Finish he him. should just stick with Kanye West music yeah. for his campaign music. Well, Kanye's off his train. Yeah. Well, supposedly. Well. Well, he we. That's what well, is that's a celebrity that's a, that should stay away from yeah, yeah. politics. Yeah. Anybody should be bad for politics. Celebrity that should stay away. Just, you know, it is. Yeah, it, is it is definitely. It definitely is. Kanye. He, I, I kind of feel bad for Kanye now. 
I no, you I, do. I don't. You know, I I, I'm I don't want to go him. that far. Yeah, you I wouldn't. That. Philly you bad is a little bit I, much. Okay, well, you know what's not a little bit much? Black Hollywood Live. We're the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we are the best thing ever. Why? Do is you that know Courtney? why we're the best thing why? ever? Why? Tell me. Well, VHL fans, Black Hollywood Live is the first urban digital broadcast network in existence. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Really? Raheem, see, we're teaching you something today. That's what's up. Okay. So, since its inception, VHL has prided itself on creating outstanding content in all areas, from news, music, politics, to lifestyle and entertainment, because we got to keep it fun sometimes. We've not only given the voice to the often underserved Black and Latino community, we've also provided new hosts with the dopest platform to exercise their talents, i.e. us. Um, and that's <laughs> That's not all. BHL has done the same for many of Hollywood's A-list, including Oprah Winfrey, whom has made multiple BHL appearances and given us several shout-outs. Oprah loves us, guys. Now, the Hollywood Live, Black Hollywood Live Network needs your help, okay? Talking to you guys you out guys there. You guys out there. How can you do that? Well, you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel. By clicking that little red button that's right up under this video that you are looking at right now. Just subscribe to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll also help you find new shows that I'm sure you'll love. Because we've got lots of other shows on the network that are entertaining and informative and interesting. And if you're worried about those annoying notifications that constantly pop up when you subscribe to a channel, don't be. Those are optional. So you could click it off. Or you can keep it on. And then you'll know every time I'm live. Like right away. And so I want you to hit that subscribe button right now. And it's easy. It'll help us continue our work here at the network let us know that you did it in the comments and we'll show you some love on air because we do talk to our peeps we do shout out to trini boy because i know you be commenting i love you all the time <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys so much for being supportive of bhl and helping us to take our network to the next level well thank you courtney that that, that was y'all i'm gonna well tell y'all right now courtney was out for halloween last night <laughs> and the struggle is so real right now to stay alert and okay and the fact that i got through that and i love seeing y'all today you, got good. Got you, good. you had it we got you had it. you we, delivered we this. you we, conquered y'all subscribe come on we showed up y'all show up that's right please do Please, subscribe. <laughs> Spread the word. Tell your grandmother and your mother and your aunties, everybody, everybody, your cousins, everybody. And keep the comments coming and the conversation going in the comments because it's a lot of fun. Y'all will be coming up with some wild Cre stuff. Some creative stuff, for <laughs> real. Well, you know who else was creative was Al Roker. And yes, he was creative he was. over Halloween, which we just celebrated yesterday. Yes, we did. We are in November 1st, which is crazy. Is yeah, we literally are almost at the end of the, the year. The end of 2018. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, I say it every year, but... Time means goes getting old. too fast. We'd yeah. be like, oh, it's, it's already the end of the year. It is, <laughs> it is. So Al Roker has actually, he got a lot of grief because apparently he was dressed up as Doc Brown from, you know, the movie Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Doc with the crazy white hair. So, you know, viewers were, were coming at him about... Yo, you you just got on Megyn Kelly about her blackface, uh, you know, comment on her show, but yet you're wearing Doc Brown's outfit for Halloween. Well, Mr. Al Roker clapped back quickly yes. to let everybody know there is a huge difference between what Megyn Kelly said and what his costume represented. Because, first of all, if you look, whoever the viewers were who were making these comments, he didn't have a white face or painted white face on. He has his face just with the wig and the costume on. So that's not blackface because he's black. 
just so y'all understand that, uh, just in case you misunderstood what that means. Um, so this is what Roker said in his Instagram response. He said, I'm going to say this one last time, but to folks who get it, understand, and the ones who don't, won't understand, I can be Doc Brown and wear the outfit and wig and not change my skin color. If you're white, you can be President Obama if you want. Just don't color your skin. Yeah. Just so y'all know. Why do we right? still have to explain? I don't understand how people were actually trying to get, get in on him about that because, once again, the whole thing with blackface is putting on a different face. Well, it, and, and the whole thing color. with blackface is the historical implications right. that have caused oppression for years, years. and yeah. continue yeah. to. Yeah. So, like, even if he put on whiteface, safe for whatever crazy reason, he was right. like, I'm on a bit whiteface. It does not have the same implications that blackface has. It yeah. just doesn't because no. it doesn't have the same history. Oh, yeah. So I don't understand why we're still talking about this in 2018. Are people really that... Are they just, what is it? These are the Trump supporters. Explain it to me. These are the ones voting for Trump. Even, even Megyn Kelly's like whole situation, like, girl, you really didn't know? You really, do y'all believe that? Because I don't believe it. Come on, how do you not know? This has been a conversation that takes place every, I feel like we talk about this every year. Every Somebody year. does every it. Year. Some college kid goes and takes some stupid picture of them in blackface and it gets, you know, goes on social media and we talk about it. Come Even on, if Megan. you never learned it in school anywhere, Megan Kelly, I'm specifically speaking of, girl, you've been in the news for like 15 years in the news business. You gonna tell me this ain't never came up one time? Right. You are a, a Leads credited. me to think that she did it on purpose Thank for you. the conversation to right. be had. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Truth revealed on Black Hollywood Live. Yeah. Raheem <laughs> Devine. The exclusive. Exactly. The exclusive. In conclusion, white people, it ain't the same thing. Stop putting blackface on them. Right. Know your facts. Just don't do blackface. You know, so we ain't, you know, we, we can move on from that. And Al Roker, shout out to you for clapping back. All right, we're going to talk about something positive that I'm really liking Exciting. right now, which is called Decade of a Love King, which is Raheem Devon's record. Yeah, man. Decade of a I mean, love we heard King. the single. Number six, album number six, project album number six. six. And you're number five on the R&B charts right now. Yeah, currently, with the with single. Don't yeah. Come Early. Yeah, or the, Don't Come Easy, easy. Yeah, it's doing well, yeah. Don't, don't, don't come easy and don't come early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I was like, my See, mind, my mind might have been going too. in different places. Yeah. I'm glad I did. I thought well, it, know. but I wasn't going to say it. You just have a, um, <laughs> a double entendre for Black Hollywood Live. Don't come Listen, easy. Y'all can't get uh, mad at us. Raheem said it from That's true. It's about I, his know, record. It was in my brain. But it was in my brain, too. Like, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so tell us all about the record, man. How is this different from the others? Um, You know, sonically, I approached this album like I would a mixtape you know uh, it's almost safe to say that it is a mixtape quote unquote but all original music you know I, I'm one of I'm, I'm the guy who was the first one to make mixtapes you know uh, in terms of like singing and soul music is concerned so uh, sonically you know over the years uh, my fans have always said to me hey man I love your albums I love your mixtapes just as much you know what I mean so I just wanted to just kind of do something that just felt like I guess right now, where I feel like R&B and soul music is in real time, um, you know, but it, it very much has a 90s nuance. That's what I feel. To yeah. it. Like, I love that sound. You know, this is kind of, this is to remind me and also music lovers, like, what R&B is supposed to feel like. Yep. You know, in my opinion, you know. 
And I feel, you know, you said something interesting. Um, you know, you're bringing back the 90s and R&B. What do you think of the state of music right now? Because a lot of times when I'm listening to the radio, I don't know who's who. Everybody sounds the same. Yeah. You know, they're biting a little bit of this, biting a little bit of that. But, like, where do you, where do you stand? Because you've seen it throughout in a different, you know, lens through the years. I think it's some. I think it's a lot of great music out there. I think we are in what I call a free world of music, um, in a, in an era that 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 could be or should be coined as a genreless era. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think um, there's now there's a pro and con to that. There's a very systematic racism mm-hmm. undertone that hap- that happens in the music business in terms of uh, quote unquote black music is concerned. In what regard? In terms of, um, I feel like in terms of devaluing it Mm. or or making it not a value or making it seem like it's not a value. Right. Um, When, you know, outside of this country, you know, in South Africa, for example, uh, uh, Joburg, they still have CD in stores. Like, people still buy physical copies. Like, people line up like they did, you know, 10, you might, you know, back in the Tower Records days or what have you. Um, you know, and that's not the only place outside of this country where that happens, you know. Um, you know, definitely after putting out this album and some things that I that I noticed even with the distributor that I did business with this go round, I'm going in a whole nother direction. I, I know I like, you know, I've been tweaking this whole independent art thing for about seven, eight years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can I, it's it's safe to say that I've I've figured out some some gems that I think will be useful not only to me but just people you know, um, in, in in regards to like black music, you yeah. know, and uh, you know, I, I don't think we should be so so, especially for the type of music that I make and the, the diverse audience that I have, that we should just discard like like the uh, you know the tangible uh, physical copy of product yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not, okay. I, w- I was one of those people that was buying into the hype. They're like, yeah, people don't buy CDs anymore. Like, that's, that's, burp. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that's probably true, though. You know, like, people, yeah, that's, it's, it's a misconception. Yeah so, you, yeah, so you have, you know, so so where you have it, the new millennial or that may, um, you know, do strictly do the download or strictly yeah. do the stream, you have uh, the, the the older fan base that, Still want that still wants that physical copy. They want that tangible item, man. You know, I still want to read the credit. They still want the book. Yeah, I love my book. You need the book. Yeah, my album book. Yeah. So where do you see the industry sort of going? Because I feel like we have all this stuff right now. Like whether it's social media and this and that. Like where are we going to be in the music industry in like ten years? Um, I don't know. You know, I I I think um, I know for, I know where I want to be. You know, the album is called "Decade of a Love King." Not only celebrating um, my first decade, but I'm more focused on the second decade in terms of uh, the amount of quantity, like the amount of music that I'm sitting on. It's, it's, it's over ten years worth of music that I've been recording over the last two to three years. Okay. So I'm so for me personally, I'm entering the um, quality slash quantity yeah. era of. Uh, R&B and soul music, as far as my brand is is concerned, you know, um, I, if there's anything I say that I would grab from the new millennial, um, mainly from the hip hop culture, it would be the work ethic. Yeah, that's something that you can't take away from any of those artists in Atlanta. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Um, in particular, you know what I mean? Um, when you talk about some of the biggest names in in hip hop, um, you know, in the culture, you know, whether whether you know uh, you're talking about um, just regardless of whatever the genre, right? Like they, the new millennial, like those kids, man, they're on top of it. Like 
the work ethic. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're constantly throwing things to the wall and seeing what sticks and what sticks sticks and what doesn't doesn't. And, you know, okay. um, but I don't think that that devalues, you know, uh, your brand, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm... I, now that the album is out, it's available everywhere. It's in your phone, <laughs> right? For, your the, phone. Easy for, for all those that love to digitize, it's easy, accessible. <laughs> uh, you know, it's called Decade of Beloved King. All my, actually, all my projects are there. You know, it's been a kind of little skyrocket since the album's been out, since the buzz, and since I've been more um, out of, I guess, kind of, I want to say come out of hiding, but uh, I've I've always been kind of like the recluse of the music industry, kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. I would say the Kaiser Sose. People <laughs> people people know the name, but don't quite know the face, you know. But right. no, definitely know the songs. Definitely. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know the vibe. Like you come, you know, you come to the show. It's 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 going to be sold out. You know, there's going to be lingerie thrown on stage and <laughs> all of these things, you know, or or, or, or you know, or we gonna or, or I'm liable to make that anthem that'll have you, you know, ready to march on Washington. Yeah, you know I what I mean? That. If you're talking yeah, about, you know, when I when I'm on when I'm on my socially conscious vibe. But um yeah man, it's 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 the cool thing about what we do is, you know, the music doesn't belong to me. It's a gift. It comes through me and once I put it out to the world I'm kinda like on to the next thing yeah. and performing it as well. But um yeah, man, I'm already I'm already anticipating the next project, you know, because yeah. the irony is that you know this album came out on October 19th, but you know by February, March, April, May, it's time for something. It's time for another vibe, you know. So yeah. it's time to continue the story, you know. Do it's- you feel like pressed? Pressure, I guess, to because we do live in like music. Don't we don't hang on to anything anymore? anymore like yeah. it's like you one song comes out, it's a hit, it's amazing, we love it, and then oh, two no, days later, like no, nah, I don't feel any feel pressure. pressure. I mean, like, that's the that you know. Again, I'm in the I'm in the quality quantity era, so like I'm sitting on you know, I got a thumb drive in that in that bag over so there with like over a hundred songs on it that's unreleased. So you like your own print vault? Print, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, I I enjoy. Um, what I do, I enjoy my craft. I enjoy making music. I enjoy art. I enjoy the exchange of, you know, uh, th- between fan and, and, and artists. You know, from a live performance standpoint. So, yeah, it's um, it's gonna be, it's gonna get very exciting, man. You know, I'm, I'm excited. You, you get me hyped. I'm like, I'm like yeah, when do it's we a lot of music. Like, yeah, when do we get the next when, one. When yeah, so yeah. Well, I would say probably between February and, okay. and May. And then what's your process? I mean, do you go back and listen to your old stuff once it's done? And, you know, like, do you go back a couple albums before as you're creating the new record and say, like, I remember Faith Evans said one time she goes back and listens to her records before she does a new record just to kind of, like, for a growth portion for her. I do. I do. um, For me, it sounds totally different for a lot of different reasons. Me... um, you know, for a long time, I I deprived myself or thought I was not worthy of the things that, that I sung about you know what I mean like I knew it was that was my gift you know but it was kind of like um being two people yeah you know what I mean and now I'm in a place in my life where um you know that I've actually had awakening and know what it what, know what it is first of all to actually become a man yeah you know what I, you know what I mean and like really reconditioning myself and what I thought was like this normalcy that I thought I was operating on for my own reasons or for my own selfish reasons or for, you know, um, excuses or, you know, being a creature of habit or things that I saw growing up that now it's like that don't excite me. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, that 
women are given to us as gifts as you know as men you know what i mean and and a lot of times we take those like i guess i was having this conversation last night with a friend where i was saying that i feel like a lot of times a creator is given like for men we get like you know, the saying nine lives, we get like forty eight lives, yeah, man. To like, say, where it's like, here's a, here's here's a great woman. Here's a, you know what I mean. And 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 um, you know, sometimes you can be be be, be thinking you're doing everything right and being the, the you know the biggest disservice to the one gift that's given to you, whether that's in the form of man or woman, right? And um, so for me, it was really just uh, the growth. I had to have I had to have, I had, to, I had to experience growth, and I think that it has helped me in terms of the process of creating. Um, the, the music sounds different. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm now worthy of, I can be that guy that I, that I sing about. That you sing about. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel that. And, um, and that's a great, that's a great feeling, man. It's a, um, it's a great, it's a great feeling and a great peace, you know, um, that, but it starts, you know, spiritually in terms of being grounded, you know, what's your favorite song on the album? I don't have one, man. I, I'm, I'm a body of work guy. I like that. Like I like like I like you know when people look back on my legacy or you know you look back on you know I, this is just album number six and believe it or not I still feel like I'm a fetus in this. Mm. You know when you talk about artists like Roy Ayers or Quincy Jones who um, have oh, oh, so many so many projects. You yeah. know, uh, you know uh, Roy's still in his 80s, still performing. You know Quincy's still doing this thing. You know I use him as um, as a kind of like, you know, motivation, um, you know, aspire to inspire. So it's, you know, I still feel like, I don't feel like an artist is truly defined until you, when you when you get into like that fifth, sixth, right. seventh, yeah. eighth, you know what it's I mean? It's like you, the groove. Yeah, you, know? you really start to see what, you know, what, they, what, what, what they're made of, you know. So um, for me, it was like, again, just like, let me get my, let me get me in order yeah. so that I can enjoy this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can really enjoy it and not... Experience the highest high and, and still feel like I'm at my lowest moment. Who is somebody you'd like to work with, uh, either like a, a new artist or someone just in general? Oh man, um, I'd like to work with her. I think she's extremely dope, super talented. So, yeah, um, I'm still Team Lauren. And Hill. I can see y'all together. Yeah, too. That, yeah, that's that vibe, that, that's yeah. a that's a vibe yeah, right yeah. there. You know, um, Lauren Hill, Sade. Um, All the favorites. Yeah, I was I was on the Roots last album that they put out. Um, I would love to do an album with the Roots. You know, I feel like they're like the Rolling Stones of hip hop. Absolutely. Um, man, I think a dope dream group would be like me, Eric Robeson, and Duale. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I can see that. Yeah. We gonna manifest. I can, I, I, we get a little manifestation now, on that. Now, word on the street. Is that um, you guys hear 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 this from me? But that that might be a, something that's brewing. Breaking news! All right, but breaking you didn't news! Hear that we, we, it's not the exclusive, <laughs> but it Black might be a little tea. We got a little tea. Little tea on that. Tea you know. that we're gonna be looking for. Where can fans find you and all your music and and, and all your downloads oh, man, on social media? Um, all six projects, are, you know, are, are everywhere. Digital, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Title, you name it. Um, you know, follow me on social media at Raheem underscore Devon. That's R A H E M underscore D E V A U G H N. Uh, also check out my, my foundation work, the Love Life Foundation, lovelifefoundationdmv.org. 
Check us out. Check man. that out. Yeah. And can, they find, can we oh. find you live somewhere? Yeah, oh, definitely. So a, lot of, a, a lot of touring. A lot of touring. Oh, Courtney, right. Why don't you just make me your favorite to follow on Ticketmaster.com? Um, just put it, you know, put a constant search on my name. That way, wherever I'm performing in the world, you there you go. There you go. Pull up, skirt, skirt. You just know what. <laughs> <laughs> Roll them out. <laughs> Roll them out. Courtney, where can fans find you? You guys can find me all over the social medias at Stuart Starlet. And I was about to say something else. I had to catch myself. <laughs> where can fans find you and your... <laughs> you know, I can't say. I know what you're trying to do. Say, Get right. on out of here. Darryl. All right. You can find me at Daryl Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and on CBS2. This is LA on the weekends, and I will see y'all soon. Peace. Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire PHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.